Welcome to Female Founder Fridays and today we are delighted to have Ashleen Tayar from Tandem HR Solutions. Thank you so much for being here Ashleen. My pleasure. Tandem HR Solutions is really a mobile-led platform and it facilitates people to give each other feedback in real time. And what we do is we analyze the patterns of feedback going to an individual and we pop for them a coaching report that gives them a sense of self-awareness so they see kind of a 360 on themselves. And um, I suppose it sits in the context of the changes that are happening in performance management, where an awful lot of organizations have realized that performance management in its traditional sense is a little outdated maybe for where the workforce needs it to be for today. So that very formal structured approach to us sitting down, discussing my performance in a very formal uh, one-to-one every six months, um, and maybe me giving you a rating, telling you you fully met expectations. I think organizations have realized that's not the most inspiring way to manage performance. And there's a big focus on how can we make this a more comfortable experience for people? How can we make it more organic, that people get feedback in the moment that it matters in real time and feedback that really helps them grow and develop their career? It doesn't have to all come from your boss. It can be peer-to-peer, it can be employee to manager, manager to manager. So there's many different feedback paths. And most of the organizations we work with embrace that concept, the idea that feedback should be organic and should happen anywhere where it's relevant. So long as the intent is good, you know, so long as I'm, I'm giving you feedback because I want you to grow and develop. Um, but catching those observations, like if we were all sitting in a meeting together and I happen to observe that you smashed that presentation, but maybe you didn't leave enough time for questions at the end, you know, that I could just share that feedback with you and then you you have that and you can kind of adjust your your presentation style for the next time you have that opportunity. So it's that idea that we catch feedback when it matters and then it becomes easier to digest as well. So I'm not waiting for six months and going, you're not great at presentations, you know, like I've already <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember back in March. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it all feels, then you kind of resent it because yeah. you're like, well, why didn't you tell me back then? You know, so it's just making it a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more real time. And of course, we built the system to be very friendly. So, you know, there's lots of different ways of interacting with the feedback and making it a more fun and organic experience for you. There's a huge amount of built up stress, I'm guessing, in terms Absolutely. of the way that performance reviews are run today. Yeah, that's exactly the point. And I think that was always my observation when I was in in the world of HR was that the amount of stress the organization goes through and on both sides, you know, managers get stressed because they're like, gosh, I have to come up with six months worth of examples of why I think they are this way, you know, and then employees get stressed because they're like, I'm not really sure what my manager thinks about me or my performance. So there's that build up between both parties and they enter this room kind of both slightly nervous or you have the alternative situation where you have that really uncomfortable moment where somebody goes, can I give you a bit of feedback? You yeah. know, and everybody goes, oh, yeah. yeah. So like the whole the whole way that we manage this feedback process is slightly uncomfortable. It's slightly awkward. And, you know, it, it kind of bounces from being uncomfortable and awkward to being a feedback famine, you know, so then mm. people just don't give you any feedback because it is awkward and it is uncomfortable. So that's what we've tried to do is just break that discomfort and make it a, a more friendly, comfortable experience for everybody. So that feedback just flows naturally. Yeah. And it feels a very natural experience. Because you think about society, 
we give and receive feedback every day of the week. You know, we have no problem tweeting our favorite politician or our favorite celebrity with some feedback, or we've no problem rating our hotels on TripAdvisor. You know, feedback flows so naturally and organically in society. But you go into the workplace and you've got that feedback famine going on, and then it's awkward and uncomfortable. And we just thought, look, why can't we build what's good about feedback in society into the workplace and use it to really create an amazing culture where people grow and develop. Give us the backstory, I guess. Like, yeah. this is a very clear value proposition. It's very compelling. I can see enterprises loving it and as part of the evolution that they're constantly on, really kind of, you know, taking this up and running with it. But you must have come through a longer journey to get to the point sure. where you're like, wait a second, this is what needs to happen next. Yeah, no, and and I suppose my it, it's one of the things that that I'm really proud of is that I understand the industry that I'm selling to because I spent 20 years in HR. So I was the HR director for um, companies like SAP and O2, and then I took on some global roles in Telefonica and. Um, so my whole career was spent in HR. But interestingly, I had. Um, always this fascination with performance management which makes me sound awfully nerdy but um, I did my research masters in performance management and then I got lots of different opportunities to roll out global local homemade performance management systems so I got to try out a lot of different types of performance management and I, I just love the area because I think it has the most tangible impact on business results because you manage people's performance well you manage the business well you know people's performance drive business results it's not you know, it, it, it doesn't happen by, by miracle that people have billion dollar companies. You know, it's the people who, who drive that engine. And I think if you manage their performance well, you, you get the results on your bottom line. So I always felt like of all the processes in HR, it's the most interesting because it's got real boardroom value. So I actually went to look for a tech tool because, you know, I have no interest in building a tech company at that time. I actually went yes. to look find a tech tool, franchise it back to my consultancy so I could put it as part of a package, you know, to could not find a tool that focused on feedback. And I was like, this is madness, you know? And, and I knew that performance management was on the cusp of a change. It wasn't mainstream at that stage. It wasn't a big topic. It is now a big yeah. talking point topic. You can't hit a HR conference without it being one of the leading topics on it now. But back then when I was looking for the tool, it just wasn't there. It wasn't a big topic. And I just thought, you know what? probably naively I kind of went why don't we just build it ourselves yeah. <laughs> you know we know what we want to deliver uh, I of course had no idea what I was in for and you know the complexities of managing a technology uh, solution of that nature we all know that we're capable of great things but then you're kind of put on the spot and and I think because I'd spent 20 years in corporates I had a very corporate mentality and right. to go from that to building a technology company that you know started with a piece of paper you know and you're sitting in your kitchen drawing out you know wouldn't it be cool if it did this or that and then you're kind of going this is nonsense why am I wasting my time I should be out there doing business development for the consultancy you know so yeah so to go from that blank sheet of paper to a company that people believe in that you've got really cool clients and and you know people are excited about your product it's one hell of a journey but as you say incredibly hard work because you have to be the master of all things yeah you know and I think that was a real journey for me personally of going from being the HR person to being the HR marketing, sales, finance, operations person. <laughs> we have talked in our different conversations about the things I wish I had known and the things I would share with others. Yes. Let's talk about a couple of those. I think other people watching would love to. I mean, there's loads of male and female founders out there who are thinking, first of all, do I need money? 
What do I need the money for? Going into the investment process was really like playing a game where I didn't know any of the rules. Certainly investors think and they have their own language as well, you yeah. know, so part of it is just understanding what the places <laughs> what they're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and trying to respond to that and package it in a manner that's, you know, palatable for them. And yeah. I think that was a big journey for me because I kind of walked in and went, I've got this really great product and, you know, there's these early clients and they really love it. And, you know, we need a bit of money. Like yeah. <laughs> I was very naive it's about the whole thing. Yeah, it's really yeah. that simple. You know, but, you know, suddenly before you know, you know it, you're sitting in meetings talking about your runway. And I remember one meeting uh, and I was just baffled because they kept saying, but when are you running out of money? And I was like, no, I, I'm going to make some money. You know, so, <laughs> like you have all these moments where they think about your world in terms of three year runways. Yeah. And you're thinking about your world in terms of how do I get through the next six months? Yeah. You know, so I think that focus on thinking about your business over the longer term was a big takeout for me and packaging your business in a way that they understand you know looking at it from a market perspective a product a pricing a team perspective and being very succinct about your messages I think that was that was a learning journey and I think just you know that the process is so long you know I, I kind of thought I'd go in and have a few meetings and they'd give me a decision it would be yes or no you know when I was about five months into the journey I was like what's going on they keep bringing me back for chats you know and, and it was just so surprising to me that that is the process yes. and that's how they build trust and that's how they check in on do you deliver what you say you're going to deliver you know and who knew you know yeah. so nobody tells you this before you go in and I remember going to one of my advisors in the NDRC and going I think I need to walk away because they seem to just want to keep chatting and he was like no it's yeah. perfectly normal what you're going through and actually you know if you do do a deal over the next month or so that'll be quick yes so you, because you did it in six months yeah we did but you know it, it felt like a very long six months because I thought I'd have done it in one month you know and and or that at least I'd have an answer I didn't necessarily think oh I'd have two million within a month but I thought they would tell me whether yeah. they're going or not going within a month. And um, yeah, so, so that whole experience was such a learning curve. And now when I speak to other founders, you know, I know so much more going in. But God, I wish I spoke to them before I walked in because yeah. you learn so much from people who've been through it. We've talked before as well about the practicalities. I mean, the really, you know, what does a pitch deck look like? And what are the, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, like the jargon and the acronyms that I need to kind of, you know, know about. And, you know, it's, there are a lot of, there's the kind of the vision story as a founder yeah. that you tell and, and giving your own background and yours. I mean, that's a great one. I'm, I'm sure investors loved and, if and when you do another round of funding, they'll love the 20 years in HR. I mean, what a solid background, right, to yeah. bring to the table. So you really know what you're talking about and you really, you can really show that. But when it comes to an industry that you don't know, like fundraising, all of the, you know, the term sheets and the cap yeah. tables and the board, mm. I mean, you know, yeah. you got to yeah. go back to college for that stuff too, right? <laughs> I was very fortunate to have co-founders who, who were quite savvy on, uh, not savvier than me on figures, but, um, so, but, but you certainly have to kind of completely up your game. And I think even just having a board and being accountable to a board and, you know, delivering what you say you're going to deliver and, and, and being able to turn up every month and, and show them what progress you've made. Like, it's such a different scenario to anything I would have experienced before. I mean, don't get me wrong, like I was 
I sat in board meetings for a long time in my corporate career, you know, as a board member. But they run so differently when you're in a specialist space. Yeah. You don't worry about other people's areas. You yeah. don't go in worrying about, God, I hope marketing delivered this month. <laughs> you, just <don't, laughs> you just don't worry about it. All yeah. you worry about is your agenda. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, you walk into that boardroom and you've got to wor- worry about every aspect of the company and is everything firing on all cylinders? And what's, what's our weakest link this month? Because... What's the piece that, you know, we do need to talk about? Because you, you yeah. can't go in going, it's all brightness it's all and light. It's not. You wasted your time here, board. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to come next month. Yeah, I wish. I wish I could tell them they were wasting their time. But they're absolutely not. And they've been invaluable in helping me with those challenges. So, like, we've got to a good place as a board. But that takes time as well, even getting that team dynamic right. I've come to really appreciate them because it is that marker that we sit down and we talk about what's good, but we talk about the challenges. And having those different perspectives around the table, and I'm very lucky, I have a very experienced boardroom around me. And, you know, people who've been on the journey, people who've supported the journeys, people who've just seen it too many times, you know, and, and, they nearly know what you're going to go through next before you go through it, you yeah. know, so they can give you the pitfalls and the watchouts. And it's it's invaluable. You, you, you walk away with nuggets after every board meeting that make you rethink. So, yeah, I, I would be an advocate of it is a good thing to have a board. I do think it brings formality and work. And I'm not sure I would have handled that very well in the very early stages of the company. But I think it's it's very worthwhile as soon as you've got real money in the bank. You, 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 I, I think it's a worthwhile exercise to sit down and have that discipline every month. Yeah. 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 Or for some people, it's every quarter, you know, whatever's right for you. For us, it's every month. Right, right. So you love what you're doing, even though it is hard work. Uh, the next couple of years is just all about head down building, building yeah. Tandem HR solutions. I mean, I love what we're doing. I love the results we're seeing in companies. I love working with the company. Like sometimes I, I, I was even saying it to one of my employees today. I was like, I feel so lucky because it, it really serves the nosy part of me. These companies that I've admired <laughs> for years, you get a real inside view of their culture, yeah. you know, and you really get to know kind of where their culture is at and what makes them tick. And we can, we can make a change in their culture. We can actually change the way they work, which is that's a phenomenal privilege like yeah. to, to have that reach and and I love it I'm so excited about it so I I can't wait to roll on a few years and see what Tandem has done for cultures and companies in two three years from now because right now we can see incredible things starting to happen and we have some really interesting testimonials because feedback is a spark in culture because if I give you feedback and you you know and that's helped you grow and develop mm-hmm. well now you have a special place for me somewhere in your heart you know our trust deepens you know and i trust you more yeah or or you just appreciate me more maybe and we respect each other and we have that mutual respect so now our trust deepens our relationship deepens then collaboration deepens because now we work together better because we know each other deeper you know and then when collaboration deepens that's when people spark off ideas off each other. So now innovation grows, you know, and we're starting to see that link happen in some of the companies we're working with. Um, we had the CEO of a Brazilian company and he talks about how it's it's created not just online engagement, but offline engagement as well, and how that's built collaboration yeah, and how he started to see ideas come from this. So, so I can't wait to see that happening on a much more, you know, spread across a lot more companies um, and to see the impact that, because culture always starts with a spark of something. 
Um, and it's not the end state, it's the beginning of something, you yeah. know? So so to be able to change cultures in that way, I just think that would be, that's just really inspiring stuff for me personally. Yeah. I'm a bit of a culture vulture, so I, I love the whole area. A lot of people are kind of struggling with where society is at, but actually organisations are a microcosm society in their own right. Yeah. And if you can create a fantastic organisation then that's your contribution to society. You know, if you and HR can create a place where people love to go, where people thrive, Mm -hmm. you know, then you've done something great for society because there's all those thousands of people in your organization who walk out and have a better day because you're a better organization. Like, and I think HR people can feel really proud of doing work like that because that's where we belong. You know, sometimes we get distracted with budgets and bell curves and you know very kind of (laughs) finance oriented things but actually where HR belong is helping the people agenda helping people become the best version of themselves and giving them an environment where they can flourish I think that's that's the kind of HR work that that we should be focused on in that industry. Mm